I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Down the blind, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle has won. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Joining me once again today is Random Stats Guy. He's got a deep dive of shit you didn't need to know, but you'll be glad that you did. Rando, welcome back, mate. Guru, thank you for having me back. I'm keen to dig into some stats, go through our team of the week, mate. There's some crazy shit that I've pulled out um, stats-wise, so I'm keen to keen to share them with you. Now, mate, just before we do start, a little mental health check. I know you spent the night with uh, Natty and Booker last night. Are you all good? Um, yeah, I am okay. I did wake up this morning, which is always a good sign. So, yeah, I'm, I'm doing fine at the moment. I'll chase your losses at the moment. It's probably not good for my mental health because we haven't really picked many, but I don't think most of the uh, nation has done so either. Rando said to me last night, I said, oh, we'll, we'll, you know, we'll go at this time. And I said, yeah, okay, what time you got the rub down? He said, oh, half an hour before that. And in my head, I thought, there's not a hope in hell Natty's going to shut up within half an hour there. And I felt like within about 10 minutes into that podcast, you knew you were cactus. Mate, dead set. I finished that podcast. We started at 10, finished at 11. So <laughs> it wouldn't even made it if we were half an hour. We were just yarning so much. Mate, I reckon you got off easy. So I saw the ones <laughs> I've had there. Love the blokes, but good God, they can talk underwater. Mate, um, let's dive into your team of the week. Now, if you didn't listen to the podcast with Random Stats Guy last week, uh, he's got an algorithm that he goes through and he picks his statistical best team of the week. And I'm not sure how it went this week, but I know last week with the NRLW, they picked their team of the week as well. And I think you you got 16 out of 17 or something like that. Pretty impressive. Yeah, absolutely. The stats were on the money at that point. Um, I put up this team and plenty of controversial decisions. I'll tell you that right now. A lot of people messaging me saying, how did you miss this guy? How did you miss this guy? Um, but I'm all going to explain it right now. I'm going to go up against your team as well. Um, so I'm keen to share. All right, let's dive into, I'll go my fullback first. And honestly, mate, this could be any one of about six different names and I wouldn't be shocked at all, whichever one the answer is. I know that when we did our team of the week on Bloke in a Bar this week, myself, Shandor and Denon, we all had different fullbacks now. I went for Reese Walsh. I probably don't think he'll get the gig in yours. i got a feeling it might be Teddy. Could also be Pappy. I don't know what your value AR field goal at. Who have you got? Um, I've got James Tedesco as my fullback, but I do have Reese Walsh on my bench. So Lovely. 
Um, Walshy, obviously 195 metres in 18 runs. Great kicking game, two forced dropouts. A try assist and five tackle breaks. But James Tedesco was just on another level. He had just as many touches as Sam Walker at 5'8". He had a try assist, tackle break, and he ran for 184 metres as well. So can't fault Teddy. He was basically everywhere in that Manly game. But Reese Walsh in a losing team also had an impressive start to the season. Was Reese Walsh the only one from a losing team this week? No, I actually had five from a losing team this Good week, including, um, including a half. Hey. All right, I'm going to have to think on my feet there, which I'm not very good at. So, Oh, I reckon I know who it is, actually. But anyway, we'll get to that in a minute. Um, mate, my wingers. I This is another one that I think you could have had a few different guys. I ended up going with Mars. She was one of them. And then I think the other one I had, uh, Tuolagi or Xavier Coates. And I thought Coates, his defense uh, was sensational. And I'm not sure how highly that ranks in your uh, statistical analysis. But who was your wingers? Uh, I think Marzi was the standout winger uh, last weekend. Obviously, two tries. Ran the ball for 222 metres. Uh, they were kicking down his end, and he diffused every kick. And he also averaged a 2.73-second play the ball in that 16 carries, which is pretty impressive for the big fella. Um, for me, personally, Daniel Tupo was on my other wing, but this was a mm. tough choice. He rated 55 out of a possible 100 um, and he was the next best winger in my eyes. So, um, yeah, I didn't have um, Xavier Coates, but I'm I'm sure he had a very good game statistically. But for me, it was Daniel Tupo, who obviously had that try, another player who diffused all the kicks that came to him um, and also had 163 run metres to his name. I will say this, mate, what you just said about Marcio, and it's a stat that I keep a pretty close eye on, but whenever I talk about it, no one seem, seems interested in it. That fastest play the ball, uh, NRL.com, they keep the stats on that. And it's a very interesting one to watch, uh, especially when you start to get a rhythm of the sort of guys that have got the quick play the ball. You really do notice it in games, don't you? Yeah, absolutely. And there's actually another player who beat him, the only player that beat him in that stat, which I'm going to show you next, um, who I'm really surprised at. Um, But like, yeah, a fast play the ball is just so handy in a game. And you see that once you get that momentum, and especially if you've had 16-odd carries, and you're putting up anything below three seconds. Really impressive. Now, mate, we'll move into the centres. And, mate, I'll be honest with you. If I don't get two from two, I'll be disappointed. If I don't get one of these two, I'll be beside myself. Tell me Dane Gagai is one of them. Sir? Dane Gagai. And my other pick was Herbie Farnworth. You picked it. You picked them off. They were my two uh, standouts. Dane Gagai, I had over Herbie Farnworth. I thought he had another sensational game. Boy, he's... Center of the year already. If you can name it right now, if the competition ends, you'd give it to Dane Gagai. But Herbie, a, a solid game from him. 262 metres, two tries, and three tackle breaks as well. So I don't think you can look too far away uh, from those two players, to be honest. Mate, I, we'll say on Bloke in a Bar this week that if you're an alien, you know, just dropped on earth and they, you watch that Broncos game and you said, who's the strike center for the Broncos? You're taking Herbie every day of the week, aren't you? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Katoni was... Well, he dropped that ball for once over the line, but he had absolutely no carries compared to compared to Herbie, which is quite odd just when you put together those two players where Staggs is more traditionally the uh, ball-carrying option. Now, I've got a feeling 5'8". Is this the ball player that uh, was from a losing side by any chance? Yes. Yes, it is. Is it Jacko Hastings? Unfortunately, it's not Jacko Hastings. Is it? Uh, who else could it be? shooting a blank here who is it it's matt burden 
I've got here for yeah, that's five fair. eight yep. of the week. 105 run meters, one line break, a line break assist, 420 kick meters, two forced dropouts. I thought he played really well. A lot of people have come up to me and said, where the hell's Jake Clifford? Mm. I actually had Adam Clune at having a better statistical game than uh, Jake Clifford. He forced two four goal line dropouts. Jake Clifford, besides his try, didn't set up anything else compared to Adam Clune, who I'm pretty sure had two tries. Um, so, yeah, in terms of that, that's why I swayed toward Matt Burton. Now, I'm going to put you on the spot and ask you about one more 5-8 who I thought was very impressive. I'm interested to see if you've got his numbers and how he went. AJ Brimson, was he in the ballpark of these sort of guys? Give me one sec. I'll take a look at Alexander Brimson. He was actually probably behind... Uh, he was behind Dylan Brown, but he was right. fourth best. He had, a, he had a rating of 62. So not too bad, but not enough to um, rank up the top. Yeah, right. Okay, let's move to halfback. Uh, for me, I think this has to be Nico Hines. Who have you got? Yeah, absolutely. The best statistical performer of the week in my eyes. A try assist, two line break assists, 114 metres, 28 tackles, and, of course, that match-winning conversion. I do take missed goals into account too, guys. Yeah, wow. Um, a lot of people asking me that as well. Um, but he was definitely the standout. Well, that was about to be my next question. God, that... that uh... That's a good nut by him to still finish his number one with what? He kicked one from four. Yeah, absolutely woeful with the boot, but um, still enough to to, to, to give him the uh, the top performer of the week. Now, mate, front rowers um, could have gone a number of ways here. My first one, I went with Adam Fanua Blake from the New Zealand Warriors, and my second one, I went with Takiaho. Now, I wouldn't be surprised if Payne Haas is just in this every single fucking week. But AFB and Takiyaho were my picks. Did I get either? You you, you got bingo, mate. Both of them wow. were my picks as well. You, you're calling them greatly at the moment. 23 runs and 238 metres for Takiyaho, um, as well as 30 tackles in only 63 minutes. While for Adam Fanua Blake, he was that player I was talking about who had the fastest play the ball in that Titans-Warriors game. Wow. 2.5 seconds in 14 carries for 186 metres. So... He definitely was killing it in attack, and he also had 22 tackles without a miss. And I've only missed two at the moment, which I'm absolutely stoked with. I'm going to take the Reese Walsh win because he was in the team somewhere. Um, Mate, surely I've got to get Hooker. It has to be Harry Grant, doesn't it? Yes, you've got another one. That's another tick. 145 metres and 12 runs, two try assists. He was everywhere, Harry Grant. And not to forget that he made 42 tackles on top of it. Mate, our back rowers, uh, I'm not sure how I'll go here. I'm going to go with Tyson Brazell as my first one. Thought he was very impressive on the weekend. Another guy, um, I'm not sure how high he's going to rate on your statistical board, but I just thought he's improved so much over the last few years. And uh, on the weekend, his game was a real reward for how much he has improved. I went for Bo Furmore to partner Tyson Brazell. Did I get either of those? Both on my bench, so I'll pay it again. I will pay it again. My, my Wait, don't tell me. Were... Don't tell me. I'm going to go. <laughs> Wait, did, is is Nat Butcher in your team? Nat Butcher is in my team and he's starting. Okay, so he's in the second row, Nat Butcher. Yeah. Yeah. Did Satili Tupanua get a gig there? Nah, he nah. did not. Okay, who's the other one? But Viliami Kikau, Ooh, the uh, nice. 100 gamer, two tries, nine runs, 105 meters, and 32 tackles. But Funnily enough, Nat Butcher was actually my second top performer and he only missed out by one, like 0.6 of a rating compared to Nico Hines. Um, obviously two tries, 134 metres, 
um, and 27 tackles in his 60-minute effort. Well, you know what's great? I've actually got Butcher and Kikau on my bench, so we'll get to them in a minute right. too. Um, Jersey 13, I went for Isaiah Yo. Um, the best thing about your statistical things is that no matter how much Isaiah, no matter how many times Isaiah Yo plays the same game, it doesn't become any less impressive. Numbers don't lie. I'm pretty sure Isaiah Yo gets it done here. Numbers have not helped Isaiah Yo on this one. I've got Cam Murray as my lock. He ran the ball 22 times, um, which for a lock is pretty impressive. That's seven more times than Yo. He made 47 tackles, four more than Yo. He had a line break assist and offloaded the ball um, both more than Yo. The only thing that Yo beat him in was he ran 17 extra meters and had three extra tackle busts. Well, that's all that um, counts, mate. Exactly. <laughs> that's what a lot of people were messaging me saying, come on, mate, put him <laughs> in the 13. No, nah, I had to give it to Cam Murray. I thought he had a great game um, and the stats the stats backed it. Uh, what was uh, Cam Murray's rating compared to Yo? How far off was he? 0.3. So very bloody close. So those extra tackles um, and extra carries definitely was the difference. Now, if it was AFL, they, they, they'd give me a point. So I'm filthy about that one. Let's <laughs> move to my, uh, to my bench. And... So have you got a utility two back rowers and then have who's your third who's your fourth guy is he a front rower is he a second rower what sort of a footballer is he um I've got him as a hooker so okay. I have played two utilities here which okay. I know is not conventional but I just thought this player's game he was man of the match in his game as well um statistically speaking so he had to be put up there yeah okay so you so is it Jeremy Marshall King Sir, yeah. you got it right. Lovely. Killing it today, Gary. Yeah, Killing look, it. he wasn't in my team of the week, but he was in my Supercoach team, so I watched his game pretty closely. So your bench is Walsh, Furmore, Frizzell, and JMK, yeah? That's it. Yeah, lovely. My bench for this week was Clifford. Then I had Butcher, Kikau. And the last guy I had, Dal Finucan. How did he rank in your statistical board? Um, He ranked, I just saw his name there. He ranked around 64, so... I had a few players better than him in terms of in games, obviously Haas just above him as well, but that's about where he was. So I had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I think I had 11 out of that. I'm not sure if I'm going to beat that this year, to be honest with you. That could be a record. That could be the record there. Yeah, right. Okay. Nipping at your heels, mate. Beware. <laughs> now, we're going to go through uh, the round two games. Rando's got a couple of stats from all of these ones. And on Thursday night, uh, no, was it Thursday night or Friday night? Thursday night, we had the Melbourne Storm taking on the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Melbourne winning this one in extra time, 15 to 14. A sensational game. But it was the first time since round seven in 1986 that we've seen something. What was it? And that was uh, two fullbacks kicking a field goal in a game. And I think a lot of people couldn't believe it'd be that long ago. But that is how far back it goes. It was Rabideau, Neil Baker, and Norse Mark Cannon, who both knocked over. Uh, I think it was extra points back then. I think it was two points as well, which is fitting because Latrell's was a two-pointer. Um, and that was back in, obviously, 1986 when Gus Gould and Mario was running around for South Sydney. Now, mate, without revealing too much, how on earth did you find that? I don't really want to say. It's a bit embarrassing. Is it, I, um, is it as bad as I'm imagining? It is actually terrifying. I actually found a faster way because I was doing it a slower way where I was just looking at scores where there were close to like one, like obviously odd numbers each. But 
I found a better system and I was just looking at all the fullbacks who kicked field goals in each season and found oh, obviously when both of them were in the God. same game. So I was on the computer for more than half an hour. I'll just say that. Oh, more than half an hour and the rest, please. Did you start in 2021 and go all the way back? I did because oh, I was... You were there for half a day, you shit talker. Good God. I'm impressed, though. I'm impressed. This is why we love you. Um, <laughs> mate, let's go to the other one. Uh, the Rabbitohs. Also, if the Rabbitohs lose this round, what happens, mate? Mate, it'll be the third time since they got reinstated into the league that they've been 0-3 in the season. The last time they were 0-3 to start the year was 2008. And the only time other than that was the year after that 2002 start in 2003. Mate, considering how poor the Rabbitohs were for four and five years when they first came back in, I thought it would be worse than that. That's what I thought too. I thought uh, I'm, I got to 2008 and I'm like, who am I kidding? This They've been 0-3 for sure. But very interesting to only note that there's been two times um, at the moment unless they beat the Roosters uh, this weekend. Mate, to talk to me about the Dragons and the Penrith Panthers. That game was played 6 p.m. Friday, Arvo. What do you have? Panthers have an absolute awful record at Cogra usually. It hasn't been of recent games ever since their dominance, but something you would note is that it was the only the third time they've led at halftime against the Dragons in 31 games at the venue. Wow. So they're not usually in front at all, and they certainly don't win games too often against the Red V there at Cogra. It used to be a hoodoo venue back in back. 2007 onwards where they just could not find a win there mate let's talk about the roosters and the manly seagulls the late game on friday night the chooks getting it done there at their fortress the scg if you go in there to play the chooks you're in a spot of barney rubble tell me about their incredible record there yeah mate it hasn't been since uh 1987 that they've lost back-to-back games in the same season the roosters at the scg uh, obviously, they were coming into this one against the Seagulls, having lost against Newcastle. And a lot, I put up this stat actually on the Friday, and a lot of people said stats were meant to be broken. Well, uh, they definitely uh, ate their hats on Saturday morning. <laughs> oh, Manly fans, they're the best, aren't they? Oh, they're, 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 the, they're some of the best. They're definitely the most passionate. Mate, Titans Warriors, uh, Nathan Brown's team unfortunately went down in this one. Uh, a couple of rogue selections on his team list for me during the week. Uh, tell me about Brownie's record. Nathan Brown at CBUS against the Titans has been a pretty uh, pretty tough initiation into, the, into that stadium. Obviously, he has not um, won a game there against the Titans, which with, with whichever team he brought there since 2008. So that's a good 15 years nearly that he hasn't been the Titans at Seabus. They've had some grim teams in that time too, haven't they? Yeah, absolutely. He was with the Dragons in that um, 08 sort of round, 09, and then he had Newcastle and then obviously uh, the Warriors of late. I've got a feeling, and I could be wrong, you might know this better than me, that I've got a feeling, was Nathan Brown coaching the Dragons against the Titans in their first ever game? Yes, he was. He was, yeah, right. So, so that one was at Suncorp, I'm pretty sure. Because oh, I don't right. think Rabina was ready just yet. Ah, oh, fuck, you're good at what you do, aren't you? <laughs> let, 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 let's test you. Who scored the first try for him? Fucking hell. It was, um, I do know this. He's one of my favorites. Oh, God. Here we go. Pretty confident I'm right, anyway. I hope so. Played um, for a number of clubs, played for Queensland, colorful character. 
You've got me. I've lost. Not Matt Rogers, was it? <laughs> nah, I'm pretty sure it was Chrissy Walker scored the first yeah, try for the that's Tigers. It. That was it. I was looking at the. I was looking at Jake Webster for some reason. Yeah, I'm. Pr- I'm pretty sure it was Chris Walker. I could be wrong. Do your own research or message the shit out of the random stats guy to find out. <laughs> but uh, mate, let's move to the Sharkies and the Eels game. Cracking game of footy that one was. I was. Uh, I was at a wedding for it, but I got to watch it the next day. And fuck, I was filthy. I missed it live. What have you got for me from this game? Almost the same story as me, mate. I was at a wedding and just kind of watching the scores flow through and didn't know how tight it was till the next morning when I watched the highlights. But the Eels, obviously, I saw this one coming. They can't catch a break at Shark Park. They've only won once at this venue since 2009. And I know there's been some raw years, some some terrible years for Parramatta fans uh, last decade, but they just couldn't catch a win at all um, for a long time. And tell me about Craig Fitzgibbon now. This stat's another pretty deep one. We spoke about it before we started recording. Uh, didn't quite come true, but if it did, good God, it would have been an interesting one. Yeah, absolutely. It was a scary stat that I didn't know at the time, but Craig Fitzgibbon's first two wins as a player was against the Canberra Raiders and then a win against the Parramatta Eels. So had uh, Hudson Young dropped the ball or the Raiders not get that last-ditch win... His first two wins as a coach would have been against those same two clubs, which would have just been very eerie. And just as another little layer to that, the uh, if you're a listener, have a listen to this question and then pause this podcast, see if you can work out which club he was playing for uh, in his first game that he won there. I think a lot of people will jump to the Roosters. I think some people uh, that know Craig Fitzgibbon will say the St. George Illawarra Dragons. But who was it, Rando? I'm pretty sure he was playing for the good old Steelers back in the time. The Illawarra Steelers. How good, mate. Uh, anything else on? No, that's all you got on that game. Let's go to the Knights and the Tigers. And Newcastle uh, winning their first game at home. That first game in Newcastle. It's always a game that you don't want to play them in. They're always up for that occasion. I didn't realize just how good they were in their first home game of each season, though. Yeah, it's been a while since they've lost that first game. I'm going back to 2013. So this is the ninth season in a row. Um, Their first, I know during their weak years in 2016, they drew against the Raiders, not a loss. So their winning streak continues and another big win over the Tigers. And I know I've got cake on my face because I tipped the Tigers. Can't believe it. Never doubt the Knights in their first home game at home. Mate, unbelievable you doubted the Knights. You're an idiot. Um, <laughs> let's uh, let's move to some of the greatest Newcastle 5'8s of all time. Uh, Jake Clifford and, of course, Andrew Johns' partner in the 2001 Premiership victory, Sean Rudder. Tell me about these two. Mate, I put this stat up on um, my page as well. Is that Jake Clifford's first 15 games of the half um, for the Knights. No other player since Sean Rudder in 2001 has won as many games in their first 15 games in either 5'8 or halfback position. He also joins the list, um, including Leo, I'm going to get his name wrong, Dynevor, who was actually subbing in in 1997. Um, I think Andrew Johns was injured for some games and he helped guide the side through to the prelim, winning nine games in 15, nine, yeah, nine wins in 15 games. Clifford's record is much better than Andrew Johns as well. He only had seven wins in his first 15 games in the halves. And it's even better than Mitchell Pierce's record, which was eight wins in 15 games. Just to give uh, Joey a bit of backup, because I know that Clifford's had at least 40 games experience coming into that Newcastle jumper. So a couple of stats there to show that 
Knights fans haven't seen a half like Jake Clifford since uh, since the glory is. Mate, I don't think they needed that stat to back it up. Eye test-wise, <laughs> he has been incredible, Clifford. But that's a fantastic one for him, and I'm sure he would have uh, uh, tipped Joey off of it uh, during the week too, just quietly. Mate, this is an interesting one, the Tigers. Tell me about uh, them and Benny Cummins. Yeah, they haven't had any luck against uh, poor old Ben Cummins since 2019. So before the rule change, they've lost every game um, when he's been in charge. I think it's been about six or seven games now. So definitely when they see him uh, line up with the whistle in hand, they've got a feeling that it hasn't been their time, hasn't been their luck. But I think that they didn't need uh, Cummins' whistle to hurt their chances. They hurt them themselves last weekend. Mate, it reminds me of a – there was a guy that I used to have on my page. I think he's long gone now, probably blocked, used to carry on. He was a huge Sharkies (laughs) fan, right? And uh, every time I'd post anything about the Sharkies after a loss or whatever, he would always comment and, you know, be abusive and everything and blah, blah, blah. That was all good. And then uh, there was a couple of times I started to notice him really getting stuck into Ben Cummins, right? And I, I messaged him and I sort of said, what, what's your beef with, with Ben Cummins? And he said, uh, we have the worst statistical record when he is the referee than any other ref in rugby league. We never win any big games with him. And I sort of thought, right, you've done your research on this, have you? He's like, oh, someone told me at a Sharks game. And just being a Sharks diehard, I know I'm at every single game. I know how it works. I know that then I, I sort of thought, you know what, this guy's such an asshole. I'm going to go and, and run some numbers. Now, when I went and ran the numbers... Um, off the top of my head, it was something like the Sharks' all-time win record was like 46% in their club's existence. With Ben Cummins, it was about 55%. And (laughs) the argument to them never winning a big game with him, who do you reckon was the fucking ref in the 2016 Grand Final? I'm going to have a stab and say Ben Cummins. Ben Cummins. Now, (laughs) when I said before that I think he's been blocked, I think he's actually blocked me after that. My God, just an absolute bonehead coming at me there. Not the first, won't be the last. Mate, let's move to the Broncos taking on the Bulldogs. This one was on Sunday afternoon. It was actually a really high-quality game. What have you got for me here? And Adam Reynolds kind of continued his streak there at Accor Stadium. I'm going to have to get used to saying Accor instead of ANZ Stadium for a long time. He hasn't lost since the 2020 prelim, so that's now eight games in a row that he's won at that venue. So feeling very at home, knows the turf so well and confident that he can chuck it under his legs. So there you go. Mate, your next stat is a sentence that I bet you never thought you'd say. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. (laughs) Broncos winning their first back-to-back game since before the pandemic. (laughs) Um, But that does come with a a twist that the last time they did win back-to-back games in 2020, um, their first two games to start the season, really, they were wooden spooners, so... I know that's fresh in the minds of a lot of Broncos fans at the moment. Now, Rando, that's all of our uh, that's all of our stats coming out of round two, and I'm going to put you on the spot for a minute. Have you had a look at the games that are coming up in round three? I've had a look. I'm not going to lie. Yes, I had to do it with uh, with Natty, of course. 
Mate, what a nightmare round. Can I get your tips for, for, for this round? We've got the Dragons taking on the Sharkies on Thursday night, 8.05 p.m. in about 24 hours' time, in about 10 hours' time when people will be listening to this. Who have you got in this one? There are so many close games this weekend. Yeah, absolutely. I've gone the Dragons here, and I've got a stat to back it up. The Sharks have only won once at Wollongong since 1989. They've only won one of their last 13 games at the venue, so... A little bit of a hoodoo. That's why I'm thinking the Dragons are going to get this done at home. That is an absolute ripper. You might have just swayed me there. Uh, West (laughs) Tigers taking on the New Zealand Warriors. Now, mate, I'm looking at the New Zealand Warriors, and they're coming into this game without Sean Johnson. They've got a new halves pairing once again. They're playing at Campbelltown Stadium. They haven't been home in two years, and they're $1.65. Good God. Do they get it done here? This was really tough because they've only won once at Campbelltown since 2007 as well. So they've had a really nightmarish time at the stadium, but I just can't pick against, I can't pick the Tigers after what they did to me last weekend. So I think the Warriors are going to get it done. Cody Nicarima and uh, Chanel Harris-Tavita. Um, that's Chanel Harris-Tavita's best halves partner, believe it or not. He's won five games out of 11 and he's won nine games total out of 31 with in the halves. So five of five of those nine have come with uh, with uh, Cody. Hey, do you have it in front of you by any chance? Do you know when that game was that the Warriors won at Campbelltown? Oh, I don't have it. You've definitely tested me here. Let me check. Because um, I, I, I could be wrong, but I remember going to Campbelltown once, and I think it was a round one game. Uh, so if that helps your cause at all, I think it was, if I had to guess, I would say round one, 2017, 2018, around that mark. Pretty sure the Warriors one? won. Oh, they actually, they actually haven't won since 2007. So they've lost all. Oh, they've lost all of them. Right. Okay. Cause there was a game that I was at and I'll never forget. I took a punt on Tim Simona to score more tries than Blake Ashford. And, and he uh, took a pun on himself too, apparently. That game. Well, mate, I'll, I'll tell you right now, if you're looking for a game that maybe uh, he got himself into a little bit of Barney Rubble, go and watch that one again because he made Blake Ashford look like a fucking immortal. I couldn't believe it. Mate, let's move to the late game. Uh, probably game of the week for me. Uh, two teams, well, I mean, I was about to say two teams that aren't going incredibly well, but the Roosters bounced back last week. South Sydney, they really haven't been that far off. Uh, Roosters at $1.60. Where, where, where are you going here? The money is with the Roosters, and I like to take them again. I think they've played really well against Manly. And the Rabbitohs haven't beaten the Roosters four times in a row since 1988. So they've got a three-game winning streak at the moment, but it's the Roosters, of course. But they haven't been able to crack that fourth, uh, fourth win in a row for a long time. So I think the Roosters are going to get it done here. Super Saturday, Penrith Panthers, Newcastle Knights, top of the table clash. Cannot fucking believe I'm saying that. Who have you got? Penrith, I think, at Bathurst. They've got a three-and-one day record at Bathurst, and they've also only lost one game to the Knights in their last ten fixtures. If you said to me that these two were like, I, I would have honestly thought there was more chance of these two being the two teams at the bottom of the ladder than these two being at the top of the ladder, which is saying something because I just I can't see a world where Penrith's at the bottom. But it shocks me even more that we're here in round two and Newcastle are absolutely braining it. I mean, Newcastle have absolutely shocked me. I've tipped against Newcastle the last two times. And boy, has every Knights fan let me know um, that their team is uh, coming first right now. So 
I don't need someone to tell me that they're first right now because I'm just hearing <laughs> it constantly. Tell you what, they're at four dollars. That is that is big odds for a team that has been absolutely flying. So of the Panthers, to be fair, but Newcastle yeah. at four dollars, that's a really interesting one. Mate, and another, they get longer back on top of that. They get KP, yeah, they get Daniel yeah. Saifidi back. There's uh there's a bit happening up there at Newcastle. Mate, uh, the 5.30 game, really interesting one. Uh, Melbourne Storm taking on Parramatta. They've been having sleepovers in Harry Grant's room, so a heap of the Melbourne Storm boys going down like flies. Mate, I, I noticed at Parramatta yesterday, they were at about $3.20, and just as I went to bet on it, um, my phone refreshed, and they came into $2.60, so I was <laughs> filthy on that. But, mate, even at two sixty, I don't mind Parramatta's value there. Yeah, this one's a real tough one because, obviously, Wishart's just been ruled out on top of that. Cooper John's. Obviously not available, nor is Brandon Smith. So I think Jaden Nicarima gets thrown into um, hooker and he didn't trial too well um, from memory in that first one. It's going to be a real tough one. I just can't see Melbourne losing in Melbourne. I know Craig's just going to have another another one up his sleeve. He knows he knows how to get his players up for it. Parramatta, def- them defensively has been a bit wobbly. It's going to be a tough game for them. I think Melbourne's still the good money, and I'm gonna I'm gonna back them for this one, mate. The late game Saturday, we got the Canberra Raiders taking on the Gold Coast Titans. Uh, this one could be a forty all game. I, I have no idea. I, I think that I think Canberra wins at home, but God, two dollars fifteen for a team like the Titans, if they get on a roll, uh, they could be anything. Where, where are you sitting on this one? It's really tough as well. The smart money says Canberra because I think they're. They've won six of their last seven um, at Canberra against the Titans. But, man, the Titans have been playing some good footy lately. I know they're going to play a game where they're going to score as more, point, as more, point, more points than the other team. Um, but I think, I think the Titans get it done here. I think they're the upset choice. Yeah, fuck. Jeez, when, when you say smart money in Canberra, I just they don't fill me with any confidence in any way, shape, or form, the Canberra Raiders. It, uh, yeah, I still don't know where I'm going to go with that one. Uh, mate, the Brisbane Broncos and the North Queensland Cowboys, two teams that have started the season pretty well. The Cow- uh, the Broncos still running undefeated. Cowboys one-on-one, but they bounce back with, uh, mate, arguably the most impressive performance of last week. I thought they were great. Uh, which way are you going? Yeah, this one's really tough to pick as well. Um, obviously, the first game they're playing at Suncorp Stadium during the day between these two teams since 2006. Uh, the Cowboys, I had Chad Townsend hasn't won. He's won only two games of 10 appearances at Suncorp Stadium. I think I'm going with the Broncos here. As a Cowboys fan, that hurts a lot. But I think the smart money's with the Broncos and the composure of Adam Reynolds. How on earth are you a Cowboys fan? How, how, how's that happened? <laughs> it was one of the first games I ever watched and I lo- and it was between the Cowboys and the Roosters in that um prelim uh back in 04 so pre JT days yeah and I just love the I love the way that the Cowboys played their footy um so I just chose them and ever since then I've stuck with them uh I'm thinking off the top of my head Matty Singh scored a couple of tries that day Matty Singh scored a few Matt Bowen yeah. I mean you had Hannah Rahihi or oh, everyone yeah, Brett Fern was there. There was a big blob at the end of the game because the, yeah, the Roosters delayed the scrum. Cool. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. That was the game. And that's that, how I got introduced to rugby league. I loved it. How good. <laughs> that was the game that Luke Rickardson hit. I think it was Glenn Morrison with a closed fist. And I think he yeah. he missed the grand final or he, he had to go to the judiciary or something. There was some story to that one. Um, mate, the last game of the week, uh, Canterbury Bulldogs taking on the Manly Seagulls. And Manly's at $1.25. 
Mate, the Bulldogs with the line is screaming at me. I am so far from confident on this manly side, but a trip to Brookvale might be exactly what they needed. What do you reckon here? I think Manly is definitely the go. I don't know by what margin. I've heard it's also going to rain on Sunday. So that will play into the Bulldogs' favour big time. It's just going to be very interesting. Manly back at Brookie. Uh, Trent Barrett, can he get this Bulldogs side up? Um, they haven't showed too much in attack. Um, the fence, they've been pretty good, though. They've only conceded, well, besides Herbie stripping that ball, you could say three tries, really. So it'll be very interesting to see how this one goes. I think as long as they play to the game plan and do what every other team's done to Tom Trevojevic, um, I think it'll be much closer than most people think, at least what Manly fans think. Now, mate, a lot of people, you know, especially Supercoach players, I'm actually not sure off the dome how keen you are on your Supercoach and whatnot, but a lot of people sweating on the performance of Tom Trevojevic this week. What are you predicting from him? Loves to score tries against the Bulldogs. I think he has the best record um, against the Bulldogs of any player who's scored more than... um, who's played more than five games. So he is looking likely here to um, to put on a few points. Um, I did have that super coach up and running as well, the super coach stats, but I took it out to try and find that Warriors game. Um, so I could tell you what he averaged against them. But um, yeah, I think uh, Trebojevic, if you're going to, you're going to get by him? Well, they haven't had a price drop yet on Supercoach, have they? No, but at the end of this week, they will. And Turbo at the moment, is he's preparing to absolutely bleed cash. And if he if he goes quiet here, this is the game that people were banking on him going 150-odd and making up for the first two weeks that might have been a quiet 80. Uh, instead, he went a quiet 39, and I think it was a 60. So he's well below where people thought he would be. And if he's quiet in this one... I mean, he's going to have to be outstanding in this one to really put a dent in the hole that he's already left, realistically. He's absolutely bleeding money. And me coming last in Supercoach League last year, I think I have the credentials to say, just sell him. Just, just sell, sell him. him. <laughs> Smart footy. Mate, uh, where can people find the random stats guy? Uh, you can find me on Instagram and Facebook. Um, also, as you mentioned, doing a potty with Natty on Spotify, Chase Your Losses. That's where you find our best bets and tips. Mine are all backed by the stats. I let the stats choose how it goes and um, put my money put my money where my mouth is as well. Oh, fuck. And what, Natty's just taken Blake Laurie for the first meet, is he? Yeah, he's got a Blake Laurie first try scorer into Alex Twole, last try scorer. Fuck, he's a dickhead. All right, mate. <laughs> thank you for joining us once again, and we cannot wait to have you on next week. Thank you. Cheers. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 